Show Me The Money with your host, Jane Luskin. I'm joined by Mary Home, personal finance commentator and seminar presenter, and we're going to talk about what you do with your, or what you can do with your KiwiSaver funds once you reach 65. I mean, this this is um, becoming a bigger issue now, isn't it, as KiwiSaver yes, funds grow? Yes, it is, yes, and people are, yes, getting to 65 with a bit more than a couple of thousand dollars now. Yeah. So up until now, what do you know what's been happening with the money? Well, uh, there's been a lot of anecdotal evidence that people are just taking the whole lot out and spending it on a trip or something. But that hasn't really bothered me because if it was just a few thousand dollars, then hopefully they've got other savings as well. And so this was just a little extra for them. But now that people are retiring with, you know, some of them probably 10, 20, some of them even a hundred thousand dollars, then they've really, it's a good idea for them to think a little bit hard about what they're going to do with it. Absolutely. And so what sort of things do they need to be thinking about? Well, I just wanted to go over the rules first. Is that all right? Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, you've got to be in KiwiSaver for five years before you can take your money out. So if you join at 64, you can't take the money out till 69. And But for those five years, you continue to get the government tax credits and employer contributions. But most people, if you've joined before 60, then by the time you get to 65, the those contributions end from the government sometimes from employers, although some nice employers continue them anyway. There's a misconception among quite a few people that when you reach 65 you have to take it out, isn't there? But that's that's not actually the case. That's right. If you do want to take it out, leave a little bit in there, even if it's only $100, because that keeps your options open for the rest of your life to use your KiwiSaver account and there are a lot of reasons why you might want to use it. As it, it can be a very good place to just put your savings um, right through until you're 90 or 100. And but once you've closed it, once you've put the put the balance down to zero, the provider will close it, and you can't open it again. So you've lost that option. So it's a good idea to just keep a little bit in there. Um, a lot of people though are leaving their money in there, and in fact contributing, continuing to contribute. And there's no reason why you can't do that on a regular basis or on a lump sum basis. You just won't get the tax credits from the government anymore, but it still can be a perfectly good place to leave your money. And why why is that? Why is it a good place? Well, KiwiSaver funds are diversified. They own not just one share, but a lot of shares. They own not just one bond, but a lot of bonds. Quite a few of them have got property investments, and they'll be in quite a few different commercial properties. If you're in a mixed sort of level fund, say a balanced fund or a growth fund, you'll have a wide range of investments in there which you can't easily replicate on your own. You could be in a non-KiwiSaver fund. I mean, there are most of the providers that offer KiwiSaver also offer very similar funds that aren't in KiwiSaver, and there's no reason why you couldn't move your money to one of those. But in most cases, the fees are higher in the non-KiwiSaver. So that's one reason to leave it in KiwiSaver. If your provider's got two very similar funds, ask them which one has the lower fees and go in that one, but usually that will be the KiwiSaver fund. And the fees make a big difference, you know, over... When you, if you retire at 65, you might easily be living another 20 and quite possibly 30 or even 40 more years. And fees over that time add, make a big, big difference to, to how, how your savings are going to grow. Right. So if you, if you do leave it in KiwiSaver, how do you, are there rules around how you access it? Can you take it out on a regular basis? Or? Yes. Most of the providers will let you 
set up a regular withdrawal, it might be $100 a week or it might be $500 a week or, or, or whatever. Uh, some of them don't have that facility. I would suggest if you're with a provider that doesn't let you do a regular withdrawal and you want to do that, move to a provider that does. You can still, after 65, you can still move providers and all you've got to do is go to the new one and say to them, I want you to move my money and they'll arrange it all for you. So you've got your money in KiwiSaver, you've decided to keep it there. What, what do you need to think about in terms of um, your risk and, and the sort of funds that you're invested in? Yeah, well, a lot of people think that at 65 they should move all their money to a low-risk account, say a conservative account, or even um, term deposits in the bank. But given, as I was saying, that you might be hopefully living for another 10, 20, 30 or even 40 years after that, you, it's not a good idea to put all your money in low risk because it won't grow as fast. Mm -hmm. What I say to people is think about what, how much of your KiwiSaver money you expect to spend in say the next three years. Let's say you've got 100,000 to keep the numbers simple. You might say, well, I'd like to spend 30000 of that over the next three years. And so I would suggest you put that 30000 into a low-risk KiwiSaver fund. Yeah. But then the money that you expect to spend um, between three and ten years away, roughly speaking, if you're thinking you might be going to do a big trip in five years or so, I would put that in a middle-level KiwiSaver fund and then move it down as the years go by so that so that the money you're planning to spend within three years is in a low risk fund and but keep the money that you think you'll be spending more than 10 years later in a higher risk fund in a growth fund perhaps uh, which invests largely in shares sometimes in property that will go up and down but it will almost certainly over 10 years or more grow more than if you leave your money in low risk so it's really important for people to realize that just because they've retired, they shouldn't move all their savings into low risk. Right. It's, I mean, having said all of that, if you're a real worrier, and if you would panic when the share market goes down, which it will, it's not that it might, it will mm -hmm. sometimes it's go down. It's a question of when, isn't yes. it? Yes. And, and if you would panic then, then perhaps just go with a medium risk fund for your long-term money. But I really urge people not to go too low risk with their longer term money because you're just going to end up with quite a lot less to spend. Mm, mm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on how much people need to um, need to have in mind the amount that they'll be spending each year? Broadly speaking, it's, it's not a bad idea to do a very simple calculation. Let's say that you think at 65 that you're quite likely to live till at least 85 and say you had $100,000 in savings, you've got 20 years it's not a bad idea to just divide 20 into 100,000 and that's 5,000 a year and say I'm going to spend 5,000 of it each year. Now in the meantime, the money that you're not spending is sitting there earning returns, mm -hmm. but on the other hand inflation is happening out there in the world and so uh, you, you're probably going to end up being able to spend a little bit more each, each year, you know, 5,000 this year, uh, 5.5 next, or 5 and a quarter, 5.5 the year after that, that sort of... I mean, what you can do is divide the money by 20 this year and then next year divide what you've got left by 19 and the year after that right. divide it by 18 and so on. And that means the money will, will last through for 20 years. After that, hopefully you're still alive, but, but generally speaking, people in their mid to late 80s and older 
say that New Zealand super is enough, right. especially if you've got your own mortgage-free home. Mm. Um, it's surprising how little older people find they spend. They just don't travel as much, don't go mm. out as much, and, and so New Zealand super tends to be enough. What's the worst thing you can do with your, your pot of money in KiwiSaver when you reach 65? What think? would be the worst thing? <laughs> um, uh, Blow it all in one go, probably. Yes. Well, well, people say that, that that's a bad thing to do, and obviously it depends totally on what other savings you've got. Yeah. If KiwiSaver is your only money, then I don't think many New Zealanders are stupid enough to blow it all, actually. Yeah. I mean, another product that I think there's only one provider at the moment is, is um, reverse mortgages. So you've got, typically you'll have a mortgage-free house, and, and let's say it's a bank that you've got the reverse mortgage from, will give you some money, either a lump sum or on a regular basis, against the equity in your house, you d and you don't pay that money back until the house is sold, um, which might be when you go into a rest home, or it might be when you die, or, or move elsewhere, obviously. And the, the big problem with them is that if you, say, borrow some money at 65, and don't move out of the house till 85, you've got 20 years of accumulating interest on mm. that money. So while you might borrow um, 50,000, by the time you're paying it back, it might be 200,000, or it could be even more, because they tend to be quite high interest right. reverse mortgages. Justifiably, because they, they take, the banks are taking a risk that they're not taking with an ordinary mortgage. Sometimes the loan could theoretically at least get to be bigger than the value of the house because of the um, compounding interest on the loan. Although because of that they tend to only lend you quite a small proportion of the value of the house right. in the first place. But um, having said all of that, personally I think I might end up doing that if if I decide I haven't got enough at retirement, I wouldn't do it straight away, but I'd probably plough on through planning to spend my savings through to say 80 or 85 and thinking that at that point, given that I've got a, a house that'll probably hold its value and it's mortgage free, at that point I might start borrowing against the equity in the house because then there won't be that many years mm. for that loan to, to roll up. And so, um, because it is a bit of a pity that people sometimes live, you know, quite frugally in retirement and they're sitting in a house with half a million, a whole million sometimes, mm -hmm. and the kids inherit it, but meanwhile they haven't had as nice a retirement as they could have, you know, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. So that's certainly a product worth look, looking into, especially if you can perhaps delay borrowing until you're a bit older. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose as you as you said earlier, until you get to eighty, eighty five, you don't know what your costs are going to be and whether whether you will need that money or That's not. That's right. Yes. I mean a lot of people have let's face it, have some health problems by then yeah. which mean they don't tend to get out and about and travel and that sort of thing mm -hmm. as much. And so life can be quite cheap if you're just going to the supermarket and, yeah. and you know, maybe one movie a month, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another Show Me the Money. Produced by the Commission for Financial Capability, helping Kiwis build wealthy lives.